Welcome to Actor and Actress Spotlight, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for taking a look at different actors and actresses in the world of entertainment. I'm your host Matthew and today's episode I'm going to be talking about Hayley Steinfeld and Ian Alexander, two uh, actors that have been in quite a few things I've actually played and watched as well. Um, but let's get straight into things. I'm going to start off with Hayley Steinfeld in the first half, talk about her career and what she's been in and that kind of stuff, and then switch over to Ian for the second half and talk about what he has been in as well. So, uh, Hayley Steinfeld uh, says, Born December 11th, 1996. Now, I'm going to be posting this episode around Christmas time. It's the 15th of December right now, so her birthday was four days ago. And she's now 25. Uh, yeah, December 11th, 1996. So she's just slightly younger than myself. I'm 27, for those of you that don't know. Uh, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be posting this episode right around like the end of the year, start of next year. I haven't figured out a date yet. But uh, she, will have, she will have very recently turned 25 is the point. And she's had quite a uh, quite a busy end to the year specifically with November as well which we will get into when we talk about some of her projects uh it says Hayley Steinfeld born December 11th 1996 is an American actress and singer she had her breakthrough with the western drama film True Grit 2010 which I've not actually seen just gonna make my screen a bit brighter so I can see there we go uh which earned her nominations for um the Academy Award, BAFTA Award, and the uh, SAG Award for Best Supporting Actress. I think I've heard of the film True Grit, but I don't think I've seen that. <clears throat> but uh, that's like pre-everything else that I saw her in. So, that's cool. Um, don't need to read out every single thing here, but she was born in Los Angeles. She did a video, actually. That reminds me, she did a video recently with... Uh, variety, I think it was, where she did some ASMR videos, and she talked about the uh, the beach in Los Angeles, and she was like, you know, if you visit Los Angeles, you need to go to the beach, which I don't know anything about that, because I haven't been to America for 20 years, so I'll, I'll, I'll take her word for it, though, I'll take her word for it, certainly, uh, if, I, if I ever do visit Los Angeles, which I think David did recently, I'm not sure what part of Los Angeles, but David went there, like, a, a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, so I will keep that in mind if I ever do visit uh, L.A. Uh, for Thanks for her recommendation there. Um, for anybody that has been to L.A., um, let me know what uh, what the beach is like, I guess, because that's, that's one thing that she pointed out about L.A. She had, like, a Los Angeles candle that she was doing, like, some ASMR stuff with, and uh, she mentioned the beach or something. So, there we go. Um, occupation, actress and singer. Is active, uh, 2007 to present, so which means that she was doing some things before True Grit came out, because it said True Grit was 2010. I'm not sure when she started singing, because in terms of me following her singing career, I haven't really followed it. I've sort of just followed her work actor-wise, acting-wise, in the last, uh, since about 2018, which we will, we'll get to those things in a minute. Um... Then it says, um, musical career, genres is pop and dance pop, which kind of makes sense. Instruments is just vocals, so her singing and things. Uh, so it says here, Steinfeld, so Hayley Steinfeld, rose to mainstream prominence 
for her lead role in Ender's Game 2013, Romeo and Juliet 2013. I didn't know she was in a Romeo and Juliet film, but now I do. Uh, Begin Again 2013 and Three Days to Kill 2014. So quite an active 2013, three things there. All in 2013 and then another film the following year. She received critical acclaim for her roles in Pitch, um, in the Pitch Perfect film series. I didn't know she was in that either. Which was uh, 2015 to 2017. And the coming of age uh, comedy drama film The Edge of 17. Which came out in 2016. Uh, the latter of which earned her a, a Golden Globe Award and Critics' Choice Movie Award nomination. Steinfeld has since um, provided the voice of Gwen Stacy slash Spider-Woman. In uh, the animated film uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. Uh, it's getting a sequel next year. Well, 2022, I think. And um, V in... Or Vi, sorry. In Netflix's animated TV series Arcane. Which me and uh, Robert covered two episodes of recently. Because of a uh, Patreon <coughs> request. So we've we've checked that out. So I've seen that. Uh, she basically voices like the main character, basically. In that, that's from 2021 to present, which is based off on sorry, which is based on the League of Legends video game franchise. She also starred as a Charlie Watson in the Transformers film Bumblebee, which is in 2018. Emily Dickinson in the Apple TV Plus comedy drama series Dickinson from 2019 to 2021. It's got two episodes left as of the time of recording. I think two episodes anyway. Uh, it's coming to an end this in 2021 anyway. She currently plays Kate Bishop slash Hawkeye, appearing in the 2021 uh, Disney Plus series Hawkeye set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Steinfeld gained um, recognition in music after performing uh, Flashlight in Pitch Perfect 2 2015. She signed with uh, Republic Records soon after and released her single um, debut single Love Myself, uh, followed by her um, debut extended play Hayes, I think, H-A-I-Z, 2015. See, some of these things I haven't heard of before, and some of them have, so I guess it's kind of interesting. Uh, she went on to release a series of singles, including collaborations, Starving, which peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and Let Me Go, with Alesso, Florida, Georgia, Line, and What? I have no idea what any of that means, um, which peaked at number 2 on the US Dance uh, Songs chart. In May 2020, she uh, released her second extended play, half-written story, supported by the singles Wrong Direction and I Love Yous, I think. So, yeah, that's kind of her career. So, around, around about, uh, what do you have here? You know, 2010 kind of started off, you know, with uh, True Grit, although there's something here from, no, with True Grit in 2010 so that's cool uh yeah it's interesting to kind of read her profile because i didn't really know i I kind of was i was aware that she did music and things but uh i'd never seen not that i can recall anyway many of her much of her music so I, i will maybe look into that um so yeah, a lot of these a lot of these films that she's been in, uh, Ender's Game I haven't seen, Romeo and Juliet I didn't know she was in a Romeo and Juliet film, uh, Begin, Begin Again, Three Days to Kill I've not seen any of those, The Pitch Perfect series I've not seen any of those, Edge of Seventeen I've not seen that, 
So there's a few things she has actually been in or has done that I'm either aware of and haven't seen or just haven't, you know, known about much at all. Um, the things I do know Hayley Steinfeld from, um, I believe the first thing I saw her in, and by saw I do mean live action, because uh, she did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in 2018 and did Bumblebee in 2018. Now, I didn't see Bumblebee in 2018. I saw it uh, earlier this year, actually. Yes, earlier this year, because I did a review of it, uh, Bumblebee, and that was part of Entertainment Talk's 5th anniversary. So that would have been on the 6th of April this year when I saw that. Um, Dickinson, I'd also seen around about the same time. I'm pretty sure, though, the first thing I saw Hayley Steinfeld was in, it was either the first season of Dickinson or it was the Bumblebee film. But I was kind of aware of her. Um, and she'd been cast in a bunch of things. So, like, I knew she was going to be um, uh, Kate Bishop by that point. I'm pretty sure that we knew that anyway. Um, and uh, I knew that she was going to be... I knew she I knew she was in... I knew she was, like, Emily Dickinson. Because she's the title character, Emily Dickinson. Uh, so, that was round about when I discovered her. So this year kind of i mean i did see spider-man into the spider-verse in 2018 i did review that film as well but i don't remember taking particular note of Haley stanfield at the time i probably you know seen her name in some credits and stuff but i don't think i was aware of who she was either i either i kind of loosely knew or like didn't know as much about her as i do now and hadn't followed her career in the way that i'm doing so now so those those kind of films, you know, Spider-Man, uh, Bumblebee, and then me starting... Because I, when I went to watch Dickinson was this year, uh, which was after Bumblebee, which after I saw Bumblebee, I think it was in like the summer I saw, started watching Dickinson, there was already two seasons of it out. Um, and then the third season started like... Not eight, eight, nine weeks ago. From from now, anyway, it started like very recently. So I've kind of seen like loads and loads and loads of Dickinson episodes this year. Uh, so that was where I started discovering her, and I was like, you know, she's a pretty good actress and all that. And she started just getting cast in more things, and especially this year, this year, this year's been a really big one for her because you know she's had. Um, I mean, we know that there's going to be a Bumblebee two, which she's probably going to be in, where she's playing. As uh, where was it again? Charlie um, Watson in Bumblebee. Now I will say for anybody like myself who's gotten a bit tired of Transformers or very tired of Transformers, Bumblebee is worth watching. It's a very much like a a change of pace and really gives that series the boost that it needed. It won't really change the main Transformers films, but it will be good for the like little bumblebee saga of films that they do so that would be good but um yeah just started noticing her in a bunch of things this year and then we fast forward to november 2021 and we've got uh yeah dickinson season three the final season started i think because also in november um yeah it was november 6th or something like that dickinson came back for a third season the third and final season 
and then it was like what the twenty fifth of November or something. It, it was she, she had one series starting the being, beginning of November. It was like the sixth, and then one that was starting right at the end of the month, which was the Hawkeye series, where she's obviously alongside Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton, which I just watched the fifth episode for as well. So, um. She was in that towards like the end of the month, so she's had a, a busy, busy like November. Obviously, like you know, promoting her stuff and and those sorts of things. But uh, but she's been fantastic in in both. She really, really has. And uh, she's got. I mean, she's in the MCU. Once you know, once you get in the MCU, at least this day and age, you're you, you're doing a pretty damn good job for yourself. You know. Um, and she's gotten herself into that, and she's probably going to be a bit of a long-term character as well. I imagine she's going to be part of, like, the, the... I think there's a comic book series called, like, The Young Avengers, or there's one called, like, The New Avengers. And with them having, like, some younger characters like Spider-Man, uh, Yelena, who's kind of young-ish. Um, you've got, like, She-Hulk, who's supposed to be kind of young. Um, you can have... You could probably do, like... And she, obviously, she's young herself as Kate Bishop... You can probably do like a Young Avengers thing with that. Whether they will do or not, we we don't know. <clears throat> They're still trying to assemble that group of characters together. But yeah, big, big November for her. You know, which was... I, I started... Because I started thinking about... Okay, I want to do an actor actress Spotlight episode for like the end of the year. Uh, kind of do one more episode for the year. And I just thought... Haley's had a big November. Let's talk about like what she's kind of been up to. Which is all this kind of stuff. So... And then of course what uh december 11th so like almost two weeks into december she has her birthday so she's had a busy kind of like what six weeks or so <laughs> which is cool because obviously we're on the, the 15th now so yeah you know f- first week of november dickinson season three final season really big deal for her then she does that youtube asmr video i can't remember which let me look that up just so i can get the right youtube channel it was for oh it was for W magazine and it was as of right now it was a month ago so she did that as well. Uh, I'm guessing that W magazine did that again because because of uh, <clears throat> the November stuff because Haley in that video was talking about her projects for November. Um, she talked about you know Dickinson and the poetry and and all that kind of stuff so that was really great but. No, it seems, seems like she's done a lot of really good things with music, so I will take a look at some of her, her music. I don't know how old some of it... I mean, it says, like, 2015, 2020. Uh, so I don't know how much she's doing right now of, of music, but because she's obviously done, you know, quite a lot of acting in the last couple of years. You know, you've got the six episodes of Hawkeye, then you've got, well, all 30 episodes of Dickinson once it's going to be finished because it's going to be three seasons of 10 episodes at uh, 30 altogether uh so a lot a lot of acting she's you know within the last two years she's done like 36 episodes of television um and you know an animated film and a live action film well the year before that the, the live action film and the animated film so she's had, she had a few like really big years sort of 2018 2019 in kind of 2021 uh obviously the pandemic sort of got in the way of things in 2020 but yeah she's she's doing a lot of really great things i can't see can't wait to see her you know finish off dickinson that series uh when the finale comes out in a couple of weeks uh, or it might be next week i'm not sure it, it'll be it'll be some point soon probably by, by the time this podcast out dickinson's probably going to be finished 
And then, obviously, uh, you know, next week, for me at least, the uh, sixth episode of Hawkeye. So, she's doing pretty damn good for herself. She's pretty doing pretty damn good for herself, indeed. So, um, I look forward to seeing a lot more of her, definitely. So, that is Hayley Steinfeld. Uh, very, very busy person. Uh, so, for some of those series, uh, Bumblebee is, of course, a Transformers film. I think you can find that on Netflix in the UK. Hawkeye is a Disney Plus series. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is probably on Netflix, I think, last time I checked, in the UK. And uh, Dickinson Season 3, or all, all three seasons, are on Apple TV+. And then, of course, the uh, W Magazine ASMR video I mentioned is on YouTube. So if you want to go and find any of those things, there's the platforms that you can look for her on. Uh, let's move on to Ian Alexander, next. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so Ian Alexander um, has been in a few things I've both played and watched as well. And has been in a kind of a big series I haven't seen but has now been cancelled. So Ian Alexander uh, was born on the 20th of April, so three days after my birthday, 2001, born a few years later than, what was that, uh, seven years after I was born, uh, is an American actor known for his roles as uh, Buck Vu, or Va, Buck Vu, uh, on, uh, on the AO, which I think was a Netflix show, as Lev in uh, The Last of Us Part 2 and Grey Tal on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, so he's currently 20 years old. So um, I didn't deliberately pick two young people. I picked them because they kind of have done like recent things as well. So yeah, we've got that 
going on. Uh, there's not quite as much written here for Ian as there was with um, Haley, but we can go through some of the things. Uh, Alexander, so Ian, uh, uh, debut acting role was on Netflix's The OA, where he plays a Buck Vu. Uh, Buck, like Alexander, is also transgender youth and was uh, partially based on Alexander's real experiences. That's I did, see. I didn't know about that. That's that's cool. Um, I've heard of the show The OA. I think I saw the pilot episode, and then it was kind of interesting to me. Um, I struggled a bit with it, but it was kind of interesting, and then it got cancelled, so I stopped watching it. So, uh, but that was a Netflix show. I remember a lot of people were disappointed when that show got cancelled. Um, I can't say I remember Ian being in the pilot episode because I can't remember very much about that pilot episode because I probably watched it uh, three years ago, maybe. Um, there's just been so much else that's happened since then. So uh, unless Ian wasn't in the pilot episode, that was the only one I that was the only one I saw, and I can't remember much about it. So there's my my uh, lack of recollection about that um yeah and uh, maybe it's is it the oa i'm thinking of um maybe there was another one as well that was with a similar name so maybe it wasn't actually that show but anyway uh the show was cancelled and i'm not gonna go back to it because it got cancelled uh yeah so it says about his transgender journey based on alexander's real experiences he was cast um, he was cast from an open casting call online that spread through uh, Tumblr, says. I didn't know that either. Later, he was cast in the 2018 feature film Every Day, based on the book by David Leviathan, playing Vic, a trans teen um, who the spirit um, A inhabits for a day. Uh, I don't know anything about that. In October 2017... Uh, Naughty Dog announced Alexander, so Ian, had joined the cast for The Last of Us Part 2, the sequel to their popular video game, The Last of Us. Uh, he played Lev, a transgender character, in the game as well. So uh, that game came out June 19th, 2020. I don't need to read that because I very vividly remember that because it's a special game to me. I will talk about that in a minute. Uh, in June 2019, to mark the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, sparking the start of the modern LGBTQ rights movement, Qwerty um, named him as one sorry that's probably Qwerty not Qwerty Q-U-E-E-R-T-Y Queer. I'm going to guess it's Qwerty because it's to do with uh, the Q which is queer part of LGBTQ so not Qwerty Qwerty that's what I'm going to guess that that's supposed to mean anyway named him as one of their named him one of their Pride 50 Tribalizing individual who's actively ensure society remains moving forward towards equality, acceptance, and dignity for all queer people. Uh, similarly, Alexander was one of uh, the cover stars for the 2019 Pride issue of Them, spotlighting three rising uh, queer artists whose work and uh, lives are breaking new ground for the LGBTQ plus visibility. In March 2020, um, it was announced Ian Alexander will star in the uh, independent film Daughter. I'm not sure if that's come out. I've, I've not seen much of much, particularly much of that. In September 2020, it was announced Ian Alexander had joined the cast of Star Trek uh, Discovery. He plays the first transgender character in Star Trek 
canon. So uh, breaking breaking some good ground there. So a lot of uh, a lot of progressive work. It's it's fair to say, of course, Ian with his own transgender journey, and there's a lot of um, LGBTQ and trans uh, like activity going on here, which I'm as I've made very clear in the past, I'm very much in full support of. Um, I mean, if I didn't like transgender people, why would I? You know, I wouldn't have necessarily included one in this episode. Maybe I would. Maybe I would have to say that I don't like them, but obviously I do. So I'm just, you know, giving kind of an example of an explanation with that. Um, yeah. So the so the OA, which I'm not sure if I've actually seen it. I guess. Uh, that was the debut role. I'm curious to see Ian's performance now because that it says here that that was Ian's um, debut role. So that's a quite big deal for uh, for Ian uh, himself. Um, so that's like quite important as well. Um, yeah, of course, one of the biggest things here about Ian is his uh, transgender journey, and uh, it's been interesting to see the fact that. Uh, he does play both a trans, both transgender characters in um, sort of two things that I've seen him in, which is Star Trek Discovery, which I've seen, haven't seen the fourth season because, well, I did a podcast explaining why. I'm going to watch the fourth season when it hits basically Paramount Plus in the UK next year, not with that Pluto TV thing, which, anyway. Uh, but I've seen the first three seasons and I did see the, I think it was the, yeah, it was the, it was the third season when... Um, uh, Ian's character was uh, was introduced, and that was that made for some of the best scenes in season three, in my opinion. You had uh, Paul, you had Hugh, uh, who were the um, uh, gay partners in in the series, who were already in there in in the first season, and then uh, Gray and Adira get introduced um in the third season and they end up becoming like this this lovely little family it's some really really phenomenal scenes that they come out with um between like the four of those characters and uh from what i've been kind of reading from this season they've done some progressive kind of work with that as well i don't know specifics about season four because i've not seen it but i did hear that one of the episodes recently was involving those characters basically i i, I saw uh Oh, what's his name? The guy that plays Hugh. Um, his name isn't springing to mind right now. He was like tweeting about it and stuff. And uh, Anthony Rapp, who plays uh, Paul Stamets, um, was sort of like they, they were all they were all basically tweeting about it, and they they really enjoyed doing the episodes and and that kind of thing. And it's nice how all of them, when I see any of them tweet about those storylines, it's they they always seem like such a nice you know sort of family unit, which is important for. You know, there's actors that have just kind of gotten on with scenes even though they've not liked other actors. But to have those four, which obviously includes Ian here, in those scenes in Star Trek Discovery. um, And you've got such a like a little, excuse me, family of four kind of unit. uh, And it's important that you, because you've got a lot of, you know, diversity and representation going on within that, that group of four. Uh, it's important that you get that right first of all, because you do have you know um, representation to write for and diversity to write for, which is very very important. But it's also important that the actors that are actually involved in such an important thing actually care and are invested in the um, the story that they're supposed to be portraying on screen. 
obviously at the end of the day you know they're all contracted for that seat for those seasons for those episodes so they would have just even if they for example even if they didn't like each other which obviously they do if they didn't like each other it would simply be a case where they would just kind of half off the scenes and just kind of get on with it but seeing was them being such like a family unit outside of the show as well um is it? I think just just goes further to really help those storylines. So they they've done a phenomenal job with those things. That's one of my it's one of my favorite things in Star Trek Discovery at the moment is that group of four, that little family. So uh, it's it's really really good, and Ian's a very important part of that as well. So that's that's been great. That's on Star Trek Discovery, um, which apparently you can only watch now on Paramount Plus because the entire thing, not just that, not it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't just the case where season 4 didn't end up on Netflix. The entire three seasons got pulled. So you literally can't watch it on Netflix anymore. Because it's not on there. You can watch old Star Trek stuff. But you can't watch Discovery. Because it got... That was so weird. It got to that Friday. And it was like we should have really... Episode four, episode episode one of season 4. And it's like nope. We, you don't even have the first three seasons anymore. So... Yeah, for those of you that are curious about that, if you're in the UK, you'll have to unfortunately wait for Paramount Plus next year, which is supposed to be like, in quotes, early 2022, because, well, basically Paramount messed up. Let's just, let's just put it like that. So, yeah, well done. Because I was, I was really looking forward to, you know, going back to it and everything, and they just, they messed up the airing of it in the UK. So, uh, but I look forward to seeing Ian and, and all all of the characters back in Star Trek Discovery Season 4, when that does happen. So, uh, the other thing that I've seen Ian in, which um, I loved as well, uh, the prob- I don't know about my favourite game of all time, I'm, I, I, I'm torn between sometimes the Crash games and the Last of Us Part 2 because I love them both so much. Uh, specifically, Crash Bandicoot 3 holds kind of a special place with me. Um... It's, uh, yeah, Last of Us Part 2, where, um, Ian plays a character called Lev. And to not go into sort of spoilers, um, the gist of the story with Lev's character, because I've just kind of explained, um, Ian's character on, on, uh, on Star Trek, and kind of how that's all worked. Uh, the gist of Lev in The Last of Us Part 2 is there's a cult group called the Seraphites in the game, and uh lev um who was who was previously called lily i th- i think that was the character's name before i've i've done a lev character spotlight episode for the last of us 2 which uh centers on ian's character obviously a character spotlight uh was called lily then he changed uh went through like a transgender journey and became lev and cut his hair off uh the character in in the game and because the Seraphites are basically an extreme cult group within the world of The Last of Us, of course. So it's it's looking... Th- I mean, no cult is good in any way, shape or form, really. But uh, with specifically within the already dire world that is something like The Last of Us, you know, a zombie apocalypse where people are doing extreme things to survive. You then introduce a cult into that situation and it's even more extreme than what cults are, you know, today. Uh, just just because of it's like a, a, a different lens and, and that kind of thing. Um, and Lev has to basically run away from the group with uh, his sister called Yara, who's in the game as well. They, they 
kind of show up as a as a pair of characters, uh, Yara and Lev. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it, um, Lev meets up with a character called Abby later on, and I don't want to spoil too much of that journey, but that journey goes on from there. And it's basically like the Seraphites are looking for Lev because. Um, uh, I can't tell you what else Lev did to that group because that would get into spoilers as well. But basically, the group are after Lev. The Seraphite group is after Lev because of what Lev did, um, which involves the character cutting their hair and also another thing that happened as well. Which, um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of the gist of the story. I don't want to get too much into that because of spoilers, potentially. Uh, Ian, in this case, doing motion capture, so not live action acting, uh, doing motion capture. Well, te- no, not live action. So yeah, mo- motion capture sort of acting uh, for the character of Lev, which is really really good. And uh, Lev is Lev is one of the best characters in the last of the series. Uh, the character isn't in the first game. Uh, he's in the um, only in the second game. Uh, so it says that obviously it has it said here the sequel. Um, but yeah. Lev's kind of relationship with Yara and with Abby and with what happens there is one of the best things about the game. There's a lot of well, there's a lot of really really good things about the Last of Us game itself, Last of Us One and Two. But that's one of the to me that was one of the highlights, and which was why I did a character spotlight for um for Lev. I've also done one for the character called Abby that I just mentioned as well. Um, but it was one of the highlights, it was one of the really, really good things, and what they did with the character and the journey, the relationship that happens there with Abby, and the dialogue back and forth about who belongs to who, um, is really, really good, uh, great as well, so I, I really enjoyed going through that journey, uh, with that character as well, so, that was great. Uh, so that, in summary, is kind of, uh, Ian, uh, been on a big LGBTQ, course transgender journey. And that seems to have gone down very, very well. I wasn't aware of, like, every single thing there that happened. I was aware, of course, that Ian was transgender himself. But I wasn't aware of, like, the whole journey and everything. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and really, really good. So, uh, I will see him next in uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 4, early 2022. I will be doing a podcast for that. I'll probably be doing a season review. So look out for that some point next year. They'll probably have like 13 episodes. So there's that. And of course with Haley, as I mentioned, I will... Well, I've got an episode of Dickinson to watch. So I'll see that tomorrow, probably. Uh, and then obviously some more episodes of Hawkeye. So um, that is their futures, I suppose. So you've got Ian's future in Star Trek. And you've got Haley's future in the Marvel Universe as a, as Kate. So cool. Good, good stuff. Very, very good. So, really, really happy with what both of these people have done. And, of course, they're both very young. One of them is, what, did I say, 20? Uh, Ian is currently, and Haley is currently 25. So, hopefully long and successful, already very successful careers. I mean, one of them's got into Star Trek, one of them's got into a Naughty Dog video game, and one of them's in the MCU. So, even though their futures are both very, very bright... They're already doing a pretty damn good job. So uh, that's great as well. So anyway, for those of you that have or haven't seen um, either Haley or Ian in different roles, what are your favourite roles that you've seen them in? Is there anything there that you haven't uh, seen them in? Maybe for some of you that don't play video games, you might you might be aware of Last of Us, but uh, let, let me know 
if you've played the game, uh, if you've seen Ian's uh, character called Lev. Uh, of course, for those of you, for those of you who are Marvel fans, you've, you're probably watching or have seen, depending on when you listen to this. Um, Kate, of course, that she's playing in in the MCU series, that in the Hawkeye series. Uh, so, what are you looking forward to them doing next? Of course, their MCU future and Star Trek future. So, some big uh, big futures there, of course, with. Uh, with both actors so that's uh really really great as well but uh what do you want to see them do in the future what do you think of what they've done so far and everything like that let me know what you think matthew entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes also if you're looking on the podcast sorry if you're looking on the website version of this podcast you can uh scroll down a little bit you'll see a big email box you can put your email and your message in there that gets sent to me as well you can also click on or copy and paste the email name and discuss these points with me that way as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. So take a look at those on those places. If you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, if you like what you've heard in this episode, uh, you can uh, find more of the episodes that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. You can listen to more of those. You can also use word of mouth, social media, let other people know about the content that we've got. Lots of things happening pretty much all the time, so look out for all those things. Uh, social media, word of mouth, just tell people that you know that will really, really help us out as well. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers. Uh, ad-free podcast review options, you can take a look at those as well. David still posting TV and film news, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, check out all of those things, just go to geektown.co.uk, you'll be able to find all those things. Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. You can also find me streaming the Pez, Coach Mode and some other games as well uh, over on Twitch, eTalk UK for Twitch, just go and give me a follow over there, you'll be notified when I go live and if you miss any of those streams archived you can find them later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.